filmed live in front of a studio audience, it's The Side Quest, your weekly journey into the beautiful world of video games and video game culture with your wonderful hosts, myself, Dolly Demofsky. To my left, your right, the one, the only, Zach Quest. Yay! Yay! To my right, your left, Taylor. Spam, spam. Hello, hello. Tired of him already. Hello. He's like, I'm done. Forget it. I'm out of here. We're coming at you live from the hive. Oh, I like that. Live from the hive. Or something. How you guys doing? Pretty good. Lovely. Great. Fantastic. Amazing. Yeah, that's it. Don't got anything to complain about. Do I have to be better than that? Uh, you Please tell do. me that's not required. <laughs> you could just be good enough. You guys ready for uh, for eating a lot of turkey this week? No. Turkeys are too expensive. I'll never eat another one again. Gobble, gobble. Have you guys had any early Thanksgiving stuff? Stuff ha- Events? No, not really, no. no. Thanksgiving really isn't two. a thing. We don't, we don't, oh, we really? don't do that here. Yeah, like we don't. We are Mormon. We don't celebrate the, the giving of the thanks. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know what that means. I just made made shit up there. No, we've already had a friendsgiving, and then we had a. My parents did Thanksgiving on Sunday, yesterday, yesterday, and then mm-hmm. we're going to Chicago for actual Thanksgiving. I'm gonna hang out with uh, the one, the only Ryan Gann. Hi, oh, Ryan. really? Hi, Ryan. Yeah, we're going to be be rocking, <clears throat> enjoying some time together. We're going to go check out some wrestling. See, I was going to brag to JJ, but guess who's not here? JJ. JJ oh, yeah, yeah. JJ's home. not here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He don't care about us. He don't care about I don't us. care about him. But, yeah, we're going to um, we're gonna hang out uh, on Wednesday. I think I'm heading out tomorrow afternoon to Chicago. So, yeah. <clears throat> but, irregardless... Let's uh, let's get into the actual gaming stuff. No, you don't want to. No, there's only one gaming news, and it's amazing. It's, it's amazing. So <clears throat> I'm going to share this wonderful, wonderful bit of gaming news that I thought, uh, and Zach thought as well, that it was totally worth worth sharing. Uh, our good friend and yours, Yuji Naka, has been arrested as part of. <laughs> oh yeah, this is. This is the only thing we're talking about. Insider trading investigation after he went off about Square Squeenix. Man, uh, that man talked a lot of big, talked a lot of. Sh- you can't talk shit like that with a hat like that. Uh, I mean, he's not. He wasn't embezzling from Square Enix, but. Your microphone is gone. God, it was just so much shit talking. Taylor, you unplugged your microphone. You unplugged your mic again, Taylor. There you go. It's on talk. Say something. Hello. No, still too. It's like too. It was fine. And then all of a sudden, you went to. I know. Your, I, there you go. How That's about the? Okay. Yeah, it's because yeah. it's because I moved the cord and I did. I haven't bought a new cord yet. But I, look at this I guy. Have. Look at this guy. Look at that face. He's he's a beautiful Anyways, man. Look at this this devil over here. Look at this devil. I just I think wonder... I just think it takes it takes a lot of a lot of fucking balls to shit talk to the company that you basically stole from. I mean, you, you know, it's stocks, so it's not quite stealing, but well, he 
literally stole from them by selling them a game that doesn't need that's like not yeah. well that 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 did happen that's true <laughs> yes that is true <clears throat> so he is he's arrested in relation to the insider trading investigation around uh dragon quest um tact or whatever not it was. even not even like not even like 12 not even an interesting dragon quest game mm-hmm. the dragon quest treasures no 12 no what, what dragon quest game the mobile game that nobody's playing that's what that's what he did. Actually, Zach, pull up the numbers. How many people are playing it? Let's let's take take a look. Let's take a look. Dragon Quest Tag Player. <clears throat> so he was part of the scheme that purchased three hundred and thirty-six thousand dollars in shares and of stock in Aiming, which is the name of the the developer that created Dragon Quest Tact right b- before the game was announced. Naka was approximately, uh, before it was announced, uh, he was working for Balan Wonderworld. Do you guys remember that that gem? I don't. Seven ninety nine is my point of purchase when it gets that nope, point. Nope, it's got to be lower. It's, it's, it's be five lower. or le- It's got to be now under five. It's, now it's four ninety nine. I agree. Now it's four um, ten thousand shares for twenty grand. So, man, tell us, tell us, Zach. Oh man, is this man gonna go to jail over twenty thousand dollars? I know, right? Like, I'm trying to see if there's any like number. The only number I can find is it had ten million downloads in, in Japan in like 2020, which is a lot. That's so, not bad. I don't know. Yeah. How many downloads did the uh, Balan Wonder World have? Five. Eighteen. 18, 18. Oh, man. So, yeah, Yuji. Lordy. You also, it's also on the other side of this that's crazy is he created Sonic, which is like, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's weird. What the F? Homeboy wow. created one, one of the more popular games out there, and uh, it, which apparently yeah. the new one is enjoyable. I don't think he had much to do with it. No, he Definitely did not. not. He did not. <laughs> hey, uh, I did want to say hi to everybody coming in from uh, from Hive and from Mastodon, where we are now also posting links. And that's basically all. You, I don't think you could stream to those yet, but hey, former Twitter peeps. Um, but yeah, <clears throat> the man sold. Yeah, when are we going to start uh, live streaming to TikTok? We totally can't. That's actually that's probably a pretty good idea, to be honest. Because that if you if you it. want complete randos to actually tuning into the show, that's yeah, gonna be on. the best shot we got. If yep. you want people actually tuning into the show, that's probably the best chance we have. Yeah. If you want twelve year olds to tune into the show, that's your best. Yeah. Your best. Wait. <laughs> um, I want to say no to that one. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Anyways, uh, the most entertaining news of the week by by far was this. Uh, <clears throat> It's like if uh, it's like if Elon Musk shit talked Twitter and then they uh, and then and spent like an exuberant amount of money to buy it (laughs) and then repeatedly tried to gut it only to try and realize that it's going to be exactly the way it was before because it's the only way to run business. Yep. Something like that. I think that that happened. Um, Sorry, I'm still recovering from this nasty cold that's kick back up again um there was one other little bit of news uh that kind of showed up earlier today or yesterday it was today we were kind of chatting a little bit about it it was um uh phil spencer mentioned that uh, uh 
Microsoft was looking to get a 10 year contract with, uh, or get, extend, uh, call of duty for 10 more years onto PlayStation platforms. Um, and so as we say over here on side questing, um, I follow him <laughs> on hive. I followed him on hive. <laughs> really? Yeah. Um, so it was, uh, you know, they, they, obviously this, this is a fun saga. It's in the middle of the Activision buyout stuff and PlayStation is using Call of Duty as their, uh, their, 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 the pin on the grenade to try to blow this sucker up. It's not, it's going to happen. It's not going to not happen. They're, they're going to buy Activision. They're just going to be tweaks and adjustments here and there. But, um, listen, I mean, I think, I think <clears throat> Sony is in their right to put the, to lay down the pressure wherever they can. Um, I think this is good pressure to lay down. Uh, and, Microsoft should face concessions uh, when you're trying yeah. to buy out a player as big as Activision Blizzard King. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, well, it's, it's like I don't know. It just it it's like obviously, like that's how I feel. Is like obviously they're going to keep the rights to the because like why wouldn't Microsoft want the best selling console to have the most sales? You know, like because the, if they like, don't. If they don't put it into a contract and they don't lay it out in public, then it makes it easier to play the mind game, like on the business. And so they they want that as like they want both sides, right? And so both them and Sony want Sony wants it to be public because when it when it, official statements are made, it gives them certain amounts of leverage. Microsoft doesn't want it to be public because then it gives them certain amounts of leverage in in the same way. Um, so they're just going to keep going back and forth on playing the pressure game. Um, I don't think either one is going to change the will of the <clears throat> fans of the people that buy from either one of the platforms. It's not going to it's not going to matter. Um, the amount of people that are going to get upset about whether like look at how many fucking Call of Duty uh, Modern Warfare two, two sold uh, over the last two weeks or one it so I don't remember. Um, it doesn't matter. Over like, a billion, they, basically. They, yeah. they don't, like, the the vast majority of people that are buying Call of Duty based on his name don't care about the ongoing saga of whether or not there's a contract. It doesn't yeah. matter to them. Um, it matters to the weird fanboys on both sides, and that's it. So, um, I, it, un, unless there's some, like, really egregious thing that pops up in terms of a PR blunder, it's not going to change anything. I um, am very curious to see what the sales numbers are going to be for call of duty uh, broken down by platform. Obviously you won't get the downloads, uh, but <clears throat> you may see retail purchases. And I think that, um, you know, that, that could, could benefit Sony in negotiating this contract. And I, I posted in the, in the discord, they, 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 they should treat call of duty as Minecraft, but they're not, they're going to treat Warzone like Minecraft because Warzone is, is where they're going to make a bajillion dollars going forward. That's their and and Warzone, Warzone <laughs> being a free to play title was always going to make it onto the con- onto all the consoles exactly. anyway. Exactly, it was never it was never going to not. Yep. Um, yep. You know, yep. and what instead will happen is the actual skew of the game. That's you know the the SKU, not the <laughs> not SKEW. Um, the actual product skew is going to shift, right? And so yeah. instead, what they'll do is they'll decouple. The single player entirely. The single player will be offered. Um, and who knows? They might even shift the entirety of multiplayer over to a free to play. Um, yeah, I style. can see it. 
um, where it's Warzone and multiplayer free-to-play available on all platforms. Single-player uh, is included in Game Pass. And um, probably, I mean, obviously multiplayer, uh, well, as I said, I would say it'd be free to play. So I something along those lines is probably what will end up going instead of this weird thing where everybody's going to get convinced that Microsoft is going to hoard. Like, if they're going to hoard anything, it's going to be single player. They don't want to yes. remove multiplayer yeah. from anybody. Multiplayer is where the money is at. I mean, yeah. granted, people are buying Call of Duty, but they also bought it this new one they bought it strictly for the multiplayer or the majority mm-hmm. bought it for the multiplayer no instead instead what you do is you sell you sell the single player mm-hmm. as its own separate skew and what it does is include a bunch of stuff for the multiplayer you yes. buy this and yep. you get a bunch of stuff for the multiplayer you get a bunch of stuff for warzone for this season um and whether or not it's exclusive to the single i i mean if i'm a person making and selling cod and just trying to make money i would make that stuff exclusive um yep uh, because that's what you do with that stuff and boom you don't care you don't care um yeah i mean i yeah I, I, if i'm microsoft selling cod i'm letting sony pay me money so that they can have exclusive stuff on the playstation side yeah. i don't care yeah yeah bring it i'd just be curious uh with you know if they make another world war ii COD game, how that works into Warzone and that kind of stuff, right? Would you be able to just don't make another one ever again? <laughs> just don't make another one ever again. <clears throat> I think news wise, <laughs> that's my that's my opinion that's on it. Um, news wise, that's basically it. Um, uh, again, a very light week last week. There were big releases. Uh, I think there were there were like little news bites here and there. But what are we? There was like it was like one one game, small one, game that, was, that we talked about. At all, never heard of the game last week. No, there was last week was a was a the chonky Pokemon game, which we're probably not going to talk about this week because Jay did that come out. The the Pokemon officially that that officially came out. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh okay. Yeah, Uh, I think the majority of staff has has the game. Uh, You may be the only one that does not technically own the game, Taylor. Good again, although. Uh, you haven't bought a Pokemon game since Red and Green, I think, or Red. Uh, no, uh, the last one I bought was. Did I buy X. I bought X Pokemon X. Okay, I have X as well. Yeah, <clears throat> that was I back in I... the day when I would play like three hours, four hours of Pokemon, and think, man, this game is just not for. This is just not for me. It just moves at a snail's pace. And now I'm finally at the point where I can realize that this game still moves at the snail's pace, and it's still the same game, but. Yeah, we'll talk more with JJ next week um, about Pokemon. But yeah. we do have he needs to be stuff. here. He needs to be here. We don't want to <clears throat> we don't want to miss out. But um, do want to talk about uh, some games that we have been playing? Some review games. Excuse me. Oh, yeah. we've been um, and uh, I'm gonna let Zach go first this week. Ooh, cool. On some of the stuff. So I've got some okay. videos. Which one are you gonna you should talk about first? Um, I'll probably. S- should I start with okay? I'll start with the one that I'm playing for fun first. So right. I'll start with Pentiment, which is <clears throat> Pentiment is it's a really shit. good game. Uh, <laughs> is it esoteric? <laughs> yeah, it's very. Uh, so it's like okay, so Pentiment is a side-scrolling like adventure detective game, and so it, it takes place in this town called I have it down here, Tassing. And Tassing is kind of like it's like it's in it takes place in 1518, so it's kind of at the end of the like the old 
like church, you know, where like the reformation's about to happen, the Protestants are starting to come out and stuff, and Tassing is kind of in the like uh outskirts of where are they at? Bavaria. So they're kind of like they're not as caught up technologically or or as far scientifically as other places are. And the main character he plays, his name is Andreas, and he just left college and he got a job here to like work on paintings and like books and stuff because that's what you know priests did back in the back in the day they would you know take actual pieces of literature and like draw pictures on them and that's like his you know thing so he's doing that and one day a, a person gets murdered and you just kind of kind of take it upon yourself because your friend who's like this old old monk gets blamed for it and you kind of take it upon yourself to investigate the crime but what's really interesting about this game is it takes place over 25 years so each act is a decade kind of in the character's life and there isn't a canonical real quick to figure out the uh to resolve the, the issue <laughs> well like there isn't a canonical murderer so there isn't a person who is the actual person that everyone's going to come to the conclusion of because there's so much information and so many conversations and things you can do within the game that every person who plays the game could potentially come to a different conclusion of like who's the person who did it so you just kind of spend like 20 hours the game is pretty long of like doing investigations taking clues that you've found or a conversation that, this, that you've had and just trying to piece together this murder um it's just really it's really it's really good it's really well written it's written by the guy from obsidian uh he directed and wrote new vegas and um the the, the last two like i forgot what's called path of fire or something like that pathfinder or something either the last like two like top down games he wrote those um what's really interesting though about about this is it, is it kind of takes this historical moment and kind of uses it as like a it's not it it's not fictional because it's like it actually it's like an actual like historically accurate thing but it feels that way because it's so out of place to what we're used to for like mysticism and christianity and history and all these things it feels so foreign but it's but it's not because it's like an actual like thing uh so and i'm really i'm really into like the old school christian mysticism and like the breakings of the church and, yeah, and yeah. all those things. So I'm, I'm really into that. So this game is kind of like has all of this stuff in there that I love, but then also like has the things I love about games where it's like, just it, it just asks you to be engaged and to like approach it and just kind of engage it, get engaged with it however you want. Like, so there's a lot of appendices and character bios and things that you have that you just kind of you like you, you have a book that's that you like you flip flip through and you have notes of things you're keeping track mm -hmm. of and people you need to talk to talk talk to and there's appendices of like descriptions of things that like are relevant that you might not know about or like just like people and places and things so it's just it's just really tech tactile mm -hmm. i guess is it's yeah it's just really just well done. Um, I I like I it a lot. Style. I love the yeah, art. Yeah, and the art is that. historically 
Hecker, it's that that 1600s um, kind of like early, not early, but like mm-hmm. late uh, modern Christianic, you know, painting stuff. Uh, yeah, so it's really, really, really good. I can keep saying good that carving over. style painting. Yeah, no, this this yes. is um, <clears throat> Microsoft has two first party releases this year, and one was as a third party. Uh, was yeah. it the, the uh, Tokyo Ghost? Thing. Oh, and they oh, they had, <laughs> and this uh, they, had they had that this and grounded oh it's so, right. grounded yeah it was an in early acts yeah but yes yeah so, so yeah. this is to me this what I, what I think of the point I was getting at was this game feels like <clears throat> obviously it's not a major triple a giant ass release but um I would love to see Microsoft do more of these kinds of games for game pass. Yep. Because it lets the teams experiment. It lets them work on <clears throat> projects in between Fallout New Vegas versions and other and other in Starfields mm-hmm. and stuff. And uh it it is it's not filler for um you know for a, a thing like Game Pass, but it just adds more flavor to a service like that. Like you're not just stuck yeah. waiting. So, okay, I've played every game, I gotta wait for Starfield. Should I play Mass Effect again? Should I play, you know? fallout 4 again it's like no i can play this cool little game um and then be interested in it i think this kind of stuff helps you know grow grow game pass more so than the triple a games yes it's so cool to me that microsoft funded this game that like phil spencer saw the potential from obsidian the guy who pitched the game he's been trying to get it done for like six or seven years or something so he's been pitching do you think phil said that um uh uh, people from obsidian you have to be hardcore and either you're going to be developing this or you're going to click yes to stay and develop this or you are being walked out of uh, game pass is that uh i think you yeah. locked no for sure did. they they said they said you have to hire he said you have to be hardcore you have to hire at least three historians um and yep. and pay them money for their services otherwise you can't make the game yeah, there you yeah. go. Yep. I was yeah, I was yep. gonna say that they had historians on staff and the team's pretty small. It's like 15 people. So it's pretty much like an indie team. Uh they got funded by Microsoft, but it's not yep. really an indie team. It's just like a guy that works at Obsidian was able to grab a team and kind of make the game that he's always wanted to make. Um mm-hmm. yeah, it's the breadth of this game, the technical aspects of the writing and just everything that the game allows you to do, like finding new information. Dastardly. Just, it's a nun. Just, yeah, yep, that's great. great. Discovering new pieces of information, how to use that information, where to apply it, what to look at, the freedom it gives you to like kind of walk around and just kind of just do your own thing and not really be like as um, optimal, just kind of living in this world. It's really, yeah, it's just well... It's a different kind of game, and I think it's um I think it's awesome. Yeah, it's very disco Elysium. That's that's mm-hmm. it's esoteric. It's, like, it's very esoteric. Yeah, no, it's very disco Elysium. Very like uh, I don't know that that's the only like direct comparison I can really compare it to is that and maybe it's like, about that story. It's about the story and the story how it all weaves together. It's about the, the story and together. how you build your character through choices yeah. and decisions and I like that choices and decisions. Yeah. Yeah. So it's great. It's yeah. Uh, I've been I played it for like eight hours today. It's on my list uh, <laughs> to play over the break. 
if I can. So good. And then the other one is a review game. So what are you playing for review? Somerville. This game is okay. I really want to know like how to like talk about like because like it's from the executive producer of Limbo and uh, Inside. So I don't know like how much. I don't know what happened to the Play Dead team. Do they break up? Did something happen? Is this like the runoff of that? Like what? Mm. I don't know what happened personally with the team to make them make this happen. But yeah, so they, I I just don't know if I should say it's their next game or if it's his next game, but it's very much styled in the way of those games. It's very much like a limbo and inside styled game. Um, Yeah, basically it starts out, you're a family coming home from getting groceries. You're in this like idyllic, like Ireland, like countryside or whatever. And you like go to bed. You, you, well, you don't go to bed. You go watch TV and then you wake up, but you're playing as the baby. So you're playing as the baby. You get introduced to the controls and there's like lights flashing outside. You're like, Oh, what's happening? Um, eventually aliens like uh, Spaceship crashes through the house, and then yeah. you start playing as the dad, and you get knocked out trying to save your family, and then you wake up, and the rest of the game is like you wake up and you like there's an alien like impaled in your basement. You touch his hand, you get his power, and that's like that's it. You just kind of just go and try and find your family. Um, it's so if you played Limbo, if you played Inside, you're you didn't, you're kind of aware of how those games so before before we get what's the link between play dead and the somerville dev um it's like i was saying before it's the producer of producer of of limbo from, and inside uh, okay produce this game so i don't know that's what i was saying is like i don't know what happened to the play dead team because they haven't made anything in forever did they did something happen they split off and they no they 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 have a they have a game in the works that they teased in 2017 and they announced a partnership with uh with egs so that they they have another game coming um Last update was 2020, so who knows what COVID did to it? But anyway, yeah. sorry, I just I just started to go down no, a rabbit hole, and I was like, yeah. and I was like, well, yeah, I it's, uh, Dino Pat Dino Patty, co- one of the co-founders. I think yeah. in 2017, he said he was forming Jump Ship. I'm sure he is from Wikipedia. Oh, okay, okay. So Dino is so the I one that left. Just, he just wanted, yeah, he wanted to leave and start do do his own thing and do something different. Gotcha. He wanted to do his own thing, so he made the thing he was making before. Got it. Yes. Okay. There you go. So what? Yeah, so if you've played Limbo and Inside, you're kind of just aware of how those games, they're walking simulators, but in a way that they're interactive, I guess. There's puzzles, there's interesting things along the way, but inherently they're kind of just like an experience. Like they're pretty easy to play. Limbo's a little bit harder, but yeah. So what I think this game lacks that the other two have is like an interesting story. Like inside you're a lab rat kid who like turns into like an amalgamation of creatures and you kill humans. Like that's cool. Uh, Limbo, you're like in the afterlife trying to like go past like all the puzzles of where you're like a little kid getting decapitated and killed. Like that's cool. You're trying to figure out physics and things. This game is just like, go find your family. There's aliens and that's kind of, 
it, right? So the inherent puzzle here is you have your hand, you can change things, make them solid or liquid and liquid as in like you can walk through it. There's like this material that looks alien that you can see that you just kind of can change. That's just where the, that's just the puzzles. Um, some of them are pretty difficult. They're, I want to say they're hard, but they're like, oh, like I have to think about, about this instead of dragging this from this point, pressing this button kind of, you know, going. Um, but it's, I think the biggest issue with the game really is it doesn't like work consistently. Even after a couple of patches, it's still like, I watched some reviews just to be sure I wasn't the only one experiencing this, but a lot of people are saying like, is the physics or the tacticalness like, so like whenever your character is walking around, he's touching things, you know, like his hands are naturally going out to tell you, Hey, I can grab this or, Hey, this is something that's it's kind of a neat idea. Let's, you know, physical. Yeah. It's like, it's like uncharted, you know, yeah. like all that. So limbo does this and insight also does this, but they do it differently where like they, they grab stuff when they're up close to it. This guy just touches everything. So it's like, you don't, so it's like, he'll touch something like over here and then you'll press the grab button. He'll just like float over here and grab it. So like the, so the trigger is over here and the actual grab is over there. So it's like, You're it's very, yes, yeah, so I'm playing on steam. So it's very loose in its rules of like, what is tactile and what is dressing or like, what is there to like not be messed with. And then that also combines with the physics engine, the physics engine it's all, uh, it's all, uh, it's not I'm trying to remember the word. I think I have it procedural animation. So everything is procedurally generated for the characters, for things in yeah. the world, but it's very loose, like I'm saying before. So it's like, it doesn't feel grounded. Like things get hit and they just fly away. Or like your, your guy, he'll just like his body will bend like he's made out of rubber. Like it, it's just like weird spots where the game just kind of breaks. It like breaks that that figurative wall that you kind of have above. And it's like, oh, this is a video game I'm playing play now. Or like you'll be in a puzzle and he'll bend a certain way where he'll fall off of a platform or like fall through a puzzle. It's just like, okay, I have to restart the puzzle because this the game is just doing doing this to me. Um, that really gets in the way of the experience like limbo is I, I hate having to compare this to two of some of the best games of all time but it's like it's like that's what we're working with um those games have very hard set rules and the physicality and what you can touch and what you can do and this is good this is bad and this game there it really isn't a lot of danger in that way like danger, like, oh, if I fall here, I'm going to die. It's more so like, oh, if I move this wrong, I have to restart the puzzle. Or, oh, if I if I put I mean, this... Limbo and Inside were, were a little bit like that, too. It was more about, oh, I got to restart this puzzle section here. Yeah. Even though like, you die, but it, yeah. Yeah, the puzzle sections, I would imagine, were probably just a lot shorter. Because it was mm. such a smaller game. I, I mean, I'm that's a guess. I haven't played Somerville, so... Yeah, Somerville's like six hours long. Um, yeah, um, it's just 
there is a specific puzzle that I had issues with because it's physics based. Like you have to dip a bucket. So there's there's also the conclusions to a lot of the puzzles don't really make any sense. Just like okay, this is this is the thing. Um, but yeah, like so one of the puzzles is like there's water that is covered in that goo that you can change and harden and stuff, and then there's a um, a well across the other way and it's attached to a rope so you have to pull the the bucket and the rope out to the water and then slowly reel it in but since it's procedurally generated sometimes you're going to hit an angle a certain way and the bucket just flies and all the water goes out so so it's like it's stuff like stuff like that it's not like hard set rules like i was saying before it's like oh this you could just get fucked over by the animations um and that kind of ruins the fun but it's not a bad experience overall it's pretty good like it's it's really fun it's really good to look at if you're into walking simulator puzzle games like this it's definitely like you're gonna play it because it's yeah. just like yeah but like it's there's fun just not there's just at. not enough there's not enough out there for you that you're that the, you're gonna skip this one yeah so it's still good but it's a little finicky i think is the right right word um could have been covid development i don't know um god of war had COVID development and there's also some weird things. In that yeah, I don't think too, you can so. you, you, you can even use no, it. No, yeah. No, I was just I was I was just saying that that even yeah. even God of War had COVID <laughs> development and there's some weird things in that game as well. Mm-hmm. So like it's, it's just kind of impacted everyone. So I don't know. It's definitely hinky and weird. It's on Game Game Pass, so if you have it, I'm not hurting you to play it. Um, it's definitely not the worst game on there, but. <laughs> No, there's some stinkers on Game Pass, so don't worry about yeah. that. It's not Pentiment. <clears throat> Dude, nice. yeah, just play Pentiment. Um, it's really good. <laughs> All right. Well, I can talk about what I've been playing, and then we'll get into... <clears throat> we'll wrap with Taylor on the, the Taylor's Retro Wrap. Yeah. Ta- we're going to call it the Big Deck Energy with uh, with Taylor. That we're gonna... I got some Deck Energy this week, for sure. Some, oh, hey-o. Um, all right, so... Pardon me, I'm still recovering from this uh, nasty cold, so I might be clearing my throat. Oh, Dolly's talking. It's time to get another drink. Oh, there you go. Um, Is he gone? He's gone. All right. I'm playing the Steam Deck 2. No, just kidding. (laughs) I'm playing a little game uh, that we saw at PAX um, called Evil West. We got a review code for that, this this baby here. So I'll play the uh, the game. Weird looking game. it is, but it isn't. It uh, Evil West is by Flying Wild Hog. You might know them from games. You're like playing Mario. it on Steam Deck too? No, uh, <laughs> I, I'm the part dos Steam Deck part do is what the actual technical name. Oh, right. okay. Um, so it's not too. No, uh, I'm playing it on the PS5. <clears throat> it um by Flying Wild Hog, so they made Hard Reset and uh, Hard Reset Redux and uh, Devolver Land Expo and Shadow Warrior Two and some other games. You may you may have seen their work. Anyway, so um. This is a uh, third-person shooter set in the late 1890s, I want to say, right, right on the turn of the century. Classic. <clears throat> Classic steampunk. Uh, steampunk. Wild. Yeah, exactly. With uh, vampires and demons and stuff. So um, kind of a good mix. Reminded me a lot, oddly, of The Order. You guys remember The Order? It was 1886. And it, it, the, the aesthetic popped to me like <laughs> The Order, yeah. 
yeah. Even has the um, same resolution. So let me let me get let me let me get to my spiel. So this oh, the- is uh, this is a uh, big dumb popcorn game, and I absolutely love it. It is they throw uh, again. It's set in that era with vampires and crap, and the story starts. The game starts like midway through the story, so the stuff has already happened. You don't even know where vampires came from. You just kind of assume that they've been there the whole time. Who cares? <clears throat> there is an arm gauntlet thing that can shoot electricity out of it. There are sawed-off shotguns. There are you can slide down. Uh, you can propel yourself down. Um, you know ropes and stuff, and you can go through towns and just shoot people. Uh, which or yeah, actually people. Um, so yeah, it's a big dumb popcorn game. <clears throat> it's all about just kind of big set pieces and just loud action. If there was a good good way to describe this game, it's loud. This game is very loud, and I freaking love it for that. It's just such a palate cleansing type of experience. Um, <clears throat> I love the visual style. Uh, it's definitely not like trying to be ultra realistic. It's it's got that Gears of War Unreal Engine big upper bodies, big arms, like really skinny legs uh, aesthetic to it, which is totally fine. <clears throat> um, uh, a lot, lot of little cool little details and stuff. They actually did a lot of work on the fidelity, like the, you can see the beard and all the, the stuff on the guns and everything. So even when the game is moving really fast, it's uh, everything stays pretty, pretty crisp and pretty clean. Um, <clears throat> the gist of it is that you have a, uh, you have to hunt down these vampires and uh, get to the bottom of why they've suddenly started, you know, having a resurgence and all that kind of stuff. And so, um, uh, uh, your father, uh, your character's father has invented this kind of electromagnetic gauntlet that lets you, uh, stop the vampires. They call it glamor, which is essentially their, the magic that the vampires use to create, um, uh, <laughs> illusions and crap and so <clears throat> what you can electrocute look, look at that it's a freaking awesome combo there you can electrocute the vampires and the monsters and stuff and uh during the combo thanks stage. dad thanks dad um <clears throat> very much a combo based game uh yeah they sell different weapons there so it's all about bam bam combo 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 you can start a combo by shooting you can start a combo by uppercutting you can start a combo by running into someone you can start a combo by electrocution um you can start a combo by blocking and so there, it's all about like creating combos and just taking out waves and waves of, of really cool looking beasts. And you could slice them in half, which is kind of badass. There's actually a counter for the amount of limbs that you've ripped off enemies in this game, which is which is pretty cool. I will say what I find really funny is that the different monsters and beasts in this game, you can electrocute them. They all seem to have human skeletons, which I find really freaking funny. <laughs> so it's like a, there's like this weird like anamorphic looking creepy crawly flying thing and you you electrocute it it's got a human skeleton in i think that's just badass just such a stupid little uh little detail um but uh this is ripped out of the 360 playstation 3 era of games in that it's just let's put the technology let's put the console to the max and just keep pushing you forward and you're, you're just kind of going from one room to the next and beating up monsters and going to the next room. There's not a lot of strategy to this game. It's uh, <clears throat> very easy to figure out where you're going because it's like 
Okay, you're in this area. Where do you go next? Look for the glowing chain. Okay. I was going to say, is it <laughs> the answer is <laughs> the next area. The next area. <laughs> and then you, so you, you, you hop over the glowing, you know, you go to the glowing chain, hop over it, and you're like, okay, where do I go next? Oh, look, another glowing chain. Okay, let me go to the glowing chains are the notification system of getting you in between the the monster rooms, which is really funny. And there's just, they're everywhere. It's like, okay, I get it. <laughs> you could have actually designed these worlds to be funneling you in a different way, but no, it's just, it's a glowing chain. Like you'll be in the middle of a town square with buildings everywhere. And then you just see a glowing chain off Mr. the president. side. It's like, like, yep, the president is in this. Yep. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, you kind of, it's not a. It's not going to be a memorable game by any means, but I think it's landing at a perfect time where it's the anti Ragnarok. It's the anti Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. It's just like just go in and just blow shit up, rip apart vampires, and have a good time doing it. Um, there, the story is completely not memorable. I don't care. Characters are really cool. Designs are really cool. Uh, I'm having a, a blast with the game. I'm probably like three quarters of the way through it right now. Um, and it, it really hasn't changed from the onset until now. It's still kind of the same, you know, use your, use your, use the same tool set and, and go through there. Um, but uh, one thing I do kind of like is <clears throat> um, how they make you, they kind of take the, the weapons that, that they've given you and, and they force you to be just a little bit more um, uh, judicial, I guess, in, in, uh, how you utilize them in that, like they want you to have fun. So, uh, you don't really run out of ammo in anything. You can, um, you're, you don't run out of any ammo in your bullets. There's no ammo that you run out of in this electrical thing. You can re restock it per fairly quickly, but with the bullets you get like starts you off with like five or six shots. Um, and then you just have to reload. It's real simple. It's an infinite reloading system, but then, to reload takes like three, four seconds. It kind of forces you. And I know every game has a reload mechanic, but they rely on quick reloads. Like you're trying to quickly reload and no, the actual slow reload in this game becomes a part of the, uh, uh, part of the experience. I kind of like, so um, yeah, it's just, it's just silly. It's uh, you know, it's a fun game. Again, it's going to be uh, the kind of game that gets lost in time, but you'll remember the era. It's like, oh yeah, there were those kinds of games in the 360 area era, and it's like we've missed those these types of games for the last decade because PS4 and Xbox One tried to be like ultra realistic and push the envelope, and now it's just like, yo, just have fun, just go, just do shit, just go have fun and just blow stuff up. And yeah, indie and games started to creep in. Yeah, and yeah. do all the stuff that they that these games used to do, which is exactly. just have let you have fun, and then it's like, oh, fun. oh, we should do that again. Um, but yeah, I, I I enjoy the combo system. I enjoy the way, and I'm not a huge big combo system fan in games like this. Like, just let me upgrade my attack power and my uh, health bar, and that's lore. really all I need. There's yeah. a lore tab. <laughs> There's a lore tab, which is basically <laughs> like going to play it. He's got it. Yeah, you got to do it. Um, it is. It's not what it's not what you think, and it's exactly what you think. Um, but it. Uh, yeah, it's just real, real easy to digest. This game, real easy to understand, real easy to get into. Uh, I'm playing it just on average, average difficulty, and it's um, not providing me that much of a. I don't want to say challenge because there is a challenge because there's you get areas where there's like hordes of enemies or you fight some of those 
flying vampire winged dudes. And it does, there, there is sort of a rhythm and a dance to, to fight some of these guys. But, um, if you die, you, you respawn right at the beginning of the battle, right before you walk in. So that's really kind of nice. Uh, you don't have to backtrack all the way through a level or to a save point. <clears throat> it's like, Oh, you died. Go ahead. Try it again. Cool. Do have fun. Um, but I was mentioning in Discord, they actually do have a permadeath mechanic where you can make it like to the end boss of this game. And if you have it set on true death mode, uh, it basically means that um, if once you die, it's over. It wipe essentially it wipes your uh, save game. It says, "Sorry, you, you're done. Start from the very beginning. You 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 lost. You're not restarting from anywhere." I think that's so badass and so old school that uh, you don't get to see that too often. So yeah, Evil West. Um, get it it's it's a blast uh i think it's it's on current gen and last gen and pc gen and it's just stupid fun and look the guy has has claws there's no reason that this guy can should have all of this gear on him and it's so freaking heavy besides the fact that it's just big and clunky but it just it's awesome it's just stupid fun in this game so yeah go ahead play it any questions because i i Big I think I know about everything there is to know about the video yeah, game. Yeah, and it's and it's it it worked awesome at PAX East, and that is the opening. Uh, uh, this is a great. This is honestly game. is a great show floor game because like you it really is it, when it when it when it's like monster room after monster room, you can really pick and choose, make a solid demo. Yep. Um, it's it's a game where all of the enjoyment is in short bursts anyway, so you can just get an actual quality demo experience out of it. Um, I'm not surprised that it feels very similar to what the yeah. demo was, which is a good thing. I would argue it's really gracious in the saves too, because it's like once I'm done playing, I just turn off the ps5 walk away and i come back and i if i've started up another game i'm just right back in that same spot so it it's really good at just for pushing you forward to experience everything it's almost like a really cool technical demo um <clears throat> when you kind of think about it, it's like here's everything you could do you just got to keep going forward and doing all this stuff but i could see these these types of things in i don't want to call it bigger triple a games because this is you know this could be a triple A game down the line, this type of thing. But yeah, it's it's just good. It's a, it's a lot of fun. Evo West, man, play it. It's good. That's it. That's what I got. That's what I got. Uh, and yeah, Pokemans and some other stuff. But uh, I want to hear what Taylor has been playing. And Taylor, you you always come with the interesting stuff right now. You're kind of out of the. <clears throat> taking a break from the full-on review stuff right now so you can actually start enjoying things that you want to enjoy and not stuff that you're forced to play so tell me about some of these cool things honestly and, and it's in some in some cases uh stuff that i feel obligated to play just because they're like d new things yeah, in general yeah. um it, to be honest it's a shocker that persona 5 is one of the games that's on my <laughs> list this week because that 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 game is like i bought it i don't think i'm why why it's on game pass now yeah well i like having hard copies of games down the line so right. when it eventually when it's off of game pass and i'll be like crap i can't believe i missed it no uh, it'll get cracked by then um <laughs> <laughs> de novo won't last forever uh but so the the main thing that i put, I put time into this this week was uh was ps2 games um the Ooh. To the CRT effect is just in in full swing. Um, 
and I got my my network loader for the PS2 really up and running, and uh, that it's just a very very powerful tool for backfilling stuff. Uh, I mentioned I don't remember if I, did I mention on the show or what I was just talking about on the Discord. I don't remember. I only really had like five games for the PS2. Yeah, uh, Kingdom Hearts one, as well. yeah. Kingdom Hearts one, Kingdom Hearts two. Okami, yeah, so yeah, I brought the games out. Um, Okami, uh, Final Fantasy twelve, Guitar Hero one and two. Um, I think that was it. Like that, that the fact that I remember still to this day all the games I had is just example of how few of them I I actually had. Um, so I went back. Um, I solicited some uh, requests from uh, from from the Discord a little bit of games that I should check out. So I played two, only one of them was actually on, on the list of recommendations, but that's because I already had Katamari Damacy. That was like the, for whatever reason, the first one that popped into my head um, of stuff I had never played before. And so I loaded that up. That was a good choice, mostly just because it's just like, it's so easy to just go into Katamari and just mm-hmm. play it. It's very arcadey, mm-hmm. set time limits on the levels, um, the most of them, and yeah, I don't know. It's just lovely and weird, and the songs are all good, and it was just that's, that's just a joyful game. Um, I'll probably have to track down. I think there was. I mean, were there sequels on PS2, or is it just other consoles? So it's also a new one on the PC. Yeah, the, the creator okay. has. Uh, he's came, he caught with a, a few other games too, which are very similar, that seem to strike that same type of nerve. But yeah, here you go. Watan. Yeah, Watan. Here you go. Just roll around, pick up shit. It's a cool idea. You get yeah, no, it's and it's so, it's so it's just so good. Um, it's so silly and stupid, um, and it's so funny. Just like how dog shit it looks on yep. a YouTube video, <laughs> and it's just like how different. I like the color. The colors look. Every single color looks mad, incredibly washed out. Um, everything looks fucking just. You know, anti-aliasing is yeah, different yeah. when it's yeah, on a CRT, and it's just so weird to watch this gameplay footage. And I'm like, this isn't what it looks like. Um, it looks better, I swear. Uh, yeah, it looks better, I swear. I swear. <laughs> Ramblings of an insane person. Uh, but, um, but yeah, no, it was a, it was a. I don't know. I love the songs. My daughter uh, came in when I was playing it one weekend, and she was just like fucking dancing. Uh, oh, she nice. just started. Yeah, she was just grooving to the song. She was really digging it. Um, which was pretty funny, and uh, and yeah, Katamari is a lovely game. I'll I'll pick up the other ones and and give them a shot too. Um, it's just so stupid and goofy. My wife <laughs> by the end of it was like, "I feel it. I can feel the cosmos," which is like what the little girl does in between the sure. cutscenes. And it's just like it's just so bizarre and stupid. Um, it's a great game. And then I went and I played and then beat uh, Shadow of the Colossus. Uh, so. Well known, obviously, is kind of like one of the PS2 heavy hitters. Uh, it it struggles playing it back now. I know that I talked about it last week. I think because um, I had played, I had beaten like three of the Guardians. Um, but eh, listen, I got all the way through it, you which is nice because it only took about eight hours. Um, but which is the perfect length for a game like this, because it, it feels so complete. Um, you know, it playing it on you know original hardware helps a little bit. Um, you know, not trying to upscale it to HD helps a lot, uh, but the frame rate 
you know, call me spoiled uh, in this day and age. Um, you know, it's, it's like going back. Yeah, thanks. Um, you know, it's like going back and playing Goldeneye and realizing that you're trying to play a game at like 11 FPS, right? Um, right it right. just well, on a on a pure sprite pixel game, totally different story when you have low FPS. On a game like this, there are there are a couple of the Guardian fights which are in like really sandy environments, and <laughs> when the when the Guardian kicks up sand. I, I swear I had sub 10 FPS like many that, times and you're trying to dodge shit and the game is just, I'm just, I don't, I can't see my dude. I don't know if I'm moving or not anymore because the whole screen is sand. Um, uh, but, you know, at the same time it was a technical marvel uh, in, in its own right, regardless of that. Um, it's just like the, the game is just steeped in aesthetic choices, which is probably the, it's true hallmark, which is everlasting, regardless of uh, the frame rate issues. Uh, but you know, it's a it's a triumph of design. Really, really cool uh, to build a game like this. I mean, this is after Final Fantasy X, right? Yeah, hmm. yeah. Final Fantasy X was a launch title. No, ten was a launch title. Pretty sure uh, it's yeah. close. Yeah. Okay, all right. Anyway, Let's so I mean, you're talking about like you know, you you go from Final Fantasy X, which was just, I mean, obviously it was a JRPG, but very narrative heavy. All you know, the voice one of the first with voice acting or full voice acting, um, and then you, you get this game, which is, you know, there's an intro cutscene, and then the rest of the game is like, here's the next Guardian, and then you just go like that's the that's the all the story that you get. Um, and so it literally just has to subside purely on your experience with it, really. You're going to um, drown. I, I didn't even know you could dive. I never tried. <laughs> you Wait, how did you beat the the eel or the two fish without diving? Um, I don't know. I did some. I, I made it come to the, I, I made it come up. And then I jumped on his back when it was out of the water. Well, there's, I think there's two of those where you have to like grab onto like the horn, yeah, underwater. No, I, they they come up. I made them come up, and then I grabbed onto them when they were above ground, and then I just held on. I never, I never dove, and I, I would say that it was some weird thing, but I played it on the original hardware, so I know it's oh, not. Um, but yeah, I mean, like it's just it's a very cool game. Um, really. You know, I it, it just it would have been sick. Everything else exactly the same, except that the PS2 hardware could handle it and it played at like even just solid 30 FPS sure. would would have been an sure. incredible experience. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, in in the grand scheme of games that take about eight hours to complete, this is like it doesn't get much better. It felt like um, all the guardians are cool. The overall story, even though there's very little of it, is good um and interesting you've been fooled <laughs> pretty much pretty much the game in a nutshell <laughs> you fool you fell for it um oh, no. no no uh and then uh the last thing was um I, I think i mentioned it but i didn't really go into it very much is that i installed windows on my steam deck which was interesting not too hard but time consuming. Yeah. Okay. Um, I want to know about this. Yeah. Especially with all the updates and, and everything like that. The, just installing windows and getting like windows to boot was probably like 
40 minutes. And then getting everything updated and then installing all the shit you needed to make it work, the dr extra drivers, because, you, you know, uh, not everything auto installs because of how specific the hardware is. Um, it was probably like an extra two hours after the fact. Um, but, oh, and, and then troubleshooting. Did I mention, did I talk about this part where Persona 5 did not, would not launch? So You told me. Okay. So I got Persona 5 working uh, through Windows, through Game Pass. All right. It works. It, it boosts oh, the yeah, first time. Yeah. And then... I shut it down. I come back to it a little bit later in the day, and it doesn't it doesn't boot anymore. It doesn't launch. I cl I click play through the you know through the Xbox app, just nothing happens. Uh, but now it's running Windows, and I know how to troubleshoot Windows. So I'm like I'm loading applications. There's a the, a Microsoft application called uh, Process Monitor, Process Explorer, which you can like look for specific files and see if it's actually launched. Anyway, so I f I see that it's launching a file that's supposed to run it and then it runs it for like 60 seconds and then it just doesn't do anything and then it closes don't know why i managed to find a reddit post specifically somebody trying to run persona 5 royal through game pass on steam deck in windows and nobody replied wow. to him he replies to himself and says i figured it out um, I changed the date and time from auto to manual and then I set it and now it boots. Oh, wow. And sure enough, I clicked play. It didn't work. I thought I had set it, but it turns out I, I turned it to manual, but then the time was still wrong. I changed the time to be the correct time and then it literally launched without me doing anything else because it was like it was just sitting there trying. Um, so, case, uh, long story short, pretty sure it's de novo. <laughs> the DRM that is just doing a date check time. Logic, like it's probably a driver thing with Steam Deck because uh, time clock is like associated with a processor driver, usually like a CPU driver. There could be something that's just not loading properly or something like that. It's a Windows issue, basically. Um, and yeah, uh, but anyway, so that being said, you know, obviously Persona 5 Royal is kind of like a sweet spot for getting it to run on hardware like this because it was originally made to run on a PS2. Um, mm -hmm. But it looks great on Steam Deck, uh, and uh, now I can load up all of my other Game Pass games um, and run them PS3, on there too. Sir, that's exactly. Did I say, what I did, do, did I say four? You said PS2. Did I? Mm -hmm. I got two. I got PS2 on the brain. No, that was Persona Three FES. Right. Coming soon to Game Pass. Oh, that's right. It is coming soon to Game Pass. It is. Yeah. Yeah. And then what? Uh, Persona Four was the end. And was the end of the PS2. I think yeah, Four was at the at the end. At the end of PS2, yeah. So they did three and four, then they teased five for the PS3, and I was like, "Ooh, can't wait to play this on the PS3." <laughs> it did eventually come, but but the, yeah. didn't it like didn't they like dual launch it? It was like same same day PS3 and PS4. It was like a year was it into really? the play. It was, it was like a year into the PlayStation Four, maybe two years into the PlayStation Four, where they dual dual. No different it. than what they're doing now. It was 2017. Right? It was yeah. 20, 2017 because the Switch oh just God. came out. Yeah, the Switch just was out, and people were like, "Where's the Switch? <laughs> Switch port?" They're like, we have a PS3. Three and then you're like, wait three five years, years bud. Um, uh, but yeah, no, I am I am excited to get uh to get it Game Pass working on uh on the Steam Deck because it's one of those things where 
as I want to play things, more things, more portably. And then I started, like, I kind of started on Game Pass, and I'm like, how deep do I want to go when I know that I can't use it in both places at once? Uh, but at least with the saves, auto auto transferring, and all that stuff, um, cloud saving with Game Pass, and I don't have to worry about that. So happy about that. It's a good time. Excellent. It was a nice little technical puzzle to solve. Dally, I'm ready to help you whenever you want. For sure. I'm excited. I want to get into some of these. So I want to get the the Game Pass stuff running on that Steam Deck. I think it's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. Um, We can say that for another day. uh, (laughs) Yeah, no, let's do it right now. Do it right now on this show. No, it is uh, the week of Thanksgiving. Let me put this on right here. We can start with the uh, gobble gobble. Did your daughter buy that for you, Dally? No, I bought it for myself a few years ago. <laughs> of course I bought it. Um, yeah, uh, it's Thanksgiving week here in the U.S., so that means uh, lots of food for whoever wants food. Whoever doesn't want food, you can watch uh, football and play video games, which was uh, what I always used to do. Um, uh, other than that, that's basically it for uh, I'm going to try to get a good – here, let me do this this way. Yeah, that's good. Uh, that's it for us. <clears throat> you can find us at uh, sidequesting.com, sidequesting TV on YouTube and Twitch, sidequesting dot something 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 at Mastodon. Um, you can find us individually uh, on the Discord because the Discord is really the place you want to go to. And we're on Hive. We're trying that Hive thing. Um, but we're buzzing. We're buzzing. We're buzzing, man. Uh, <laughs> I've been buzzing on some of the NyQuil. So um, <clears throat> other than that, Taylor, Zach, thank you guys for, for joining, joining tonight. It was cool. Good chats, good stuff, good games. I look forward Thanks to more. more. Look forward to more. And uh, gobble, gobble, everybody. Come yeah, I'll have another, I'll have another PS2 game ready for us next week. There you go. There you go. We'll, we'll have uh, Pokemon to talk about next week as well. <clears throat> With that said, we'll see you all on the next episode of... The side. Goodbye, everybody.